sure. So the people at the bottom have a lot of ideas about the people at the top, the top of the pyramid, and they make up stories. Yeah. And it's a dangerous trap. It prevents you from climbing the pyramid. So my everything I'm about right now, we can talk about everything Please. I'm about right now is climbing the pyramid and throwing a throwing a ladder for my boys to climb up to. Illest podcast on the planet, AMP. The legend has returned. What's up, man? Corey Aliyev. Yeah. All the way from Vancouver. Yeah, what's up? Dude, so happy to have you back. Yeah, First man. time was crazy. First time I- was a bit intense. I watched it and I'm like, I was pretty riled up on that is one. It, is it ever weird like watching yourself back? Because sometimes for me, I'm just like, Ugh. I'm full of myself, so I like it. I love watching myself, man. You, can we tie into the shirt? Yeah, so, well, we'll talk about that. I, I didn't bring the uh, all the apparel for you, but I, I mean, I have it at your house. Yeah. Your parents' house. So, um, yeah, I came up with an apparel line uh, for our company. So, the company I run is Yesa. It's Young Entrepreneurs Sales Academy, Y-E-S-A. Yes, sir. And um, did you make that logo? Yeah. So yeah Fred, I mean, like, is that from your brain? Yeah, I worked with uh, a, I worked with one of my designer friends on that. His good. name's Chris Neary. Shout out Chris Neary. He uh, he's the guy that came up with the animals for Telus. He did the branding for Big Telco up in Canada. Mm. Um, he's he's a, he's an awesome dude. So he actually came up with yes. Yeah, so he's like, well, what do you want? I'm like, I just want a pyramid to be somewhere in it, you know, to freak out people. Yo, Illuminati, right? <laughs> you know, and the A is just there's no. Hey, there's no yeah. there's no dash in the A. Yeah, there's no that's the pyramid, right? Okay, I got Boom. you. Right, I'm so. here for it. And then uh, the three lines are the three different companies. Yes, acquisitions. So yes, acquisitions. Yes, academy. Yes, apparel. Tell them there's levels to this. There's levels to there's this. There's levels yeah. to this. Yeah, that's crazy. So is this like the first? It's the first. Uh, so I didn't wasn't gonna do apparel. Like um, I'll talk about this when you build a company, you build the religion, then you build the empire, right? You build the but religion, buddy, and then you build the empire. Okay. Yeah, so my buddy Stefan taught me that, and I'm like, yeah, that's a really good point. You build a culture first, you get everybody like totally into this culture, and you really burn that into people. Mm. And it's like, okay, what comes with the culture? Like slogans, sayings, apparel, um, you know, credos, you know, codes of honor, right. all this stuff, Definitely. right? Mentalities about everything, not just that business. For sure. So there's like, you know, you, you go in the group I was hanging out with earlier. They're like all, all hardcore Republican, you know? So like you look at, all right, who are the types of people that we want to attract to our company? Mm. And you're a hardcore Republican, right? Uh, no. no, no, I'm, I, cause I believe in, I believe in funded uh, education, like in a big way. Okay. Right. Um, just not the crappy education system we have. And so, we as in Canada or the U S or both? Everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, so we got yes Academy and this shirt says tax the rich said the lazy <laughs> tax right? the rich said the lazy yeah well think about it right like oh i'm but ta- but quick quick before we really dive into yeah. it that pops yeah that pops I, so, i'm coming my brain pops this stuff out like okay. pops it in the shower it pops it out i'm just saying you're it, you're wearing that like look, looking for like a reaction kind of dude you know? i've gotten reactions yeah, already sure. especially in california i believe yeah it. yeah and and vancouver both and so, so really you just, socialist you, don't, you just don't care don't care. Yeah, yeah. I'm shit. looking for the reaction. <laughs> you so you know? design the shirt looking for to the wake people to, up to get people want to wake people up. Well, taxing the rich is is, is punishing the people who are upstat, mm-hmm. the people whose stats are up, who are doing the right things. You're you're punishing them, right? Who that's, are producing? That's what it is. You're punishing the people who produce, and then you're rewarding the people who don't. Mm. That's if and if I ran my company like that, my company would go out of business. 
Definitely. Right. So like I understand from, you know, building a nearly an $8 million company. That's what we do this year. Mm-hmm. Things have cost. By the way, we got that deal since last time we we're talked, the last it. time we talked on this podcast, I was talking about, uh, negotiating a deal to basically absorb another company. And that went down well. And I'm partners with the guy now and him and I will probably do stuff in the future. So everything worked out. And yeah, our business, uh, as of January 31, we'll be doing somewhere around like 750 to 800,000 a month. Revenue yeah. after expenses, no, no, that's revenue. Mm, revenue. Yeah, I won't talk about my bottom line here, but <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a good bottom line. It's a good bottom line. I love know? that. And if no. you're a business person, you know what constitutes a good bottom line. There's percentages, there's a range. Yeah, yeah. damn man. No, it's, it's been great. It's, it's cool too to just like because I watched ours last or yesterday. Like, I listened to ours, our first yeah. one. Yeah, dude, it's just crazy to see like yeah. all that's happened in six months. Yeah, if that was that six months, dude, I've done more this year. So I, I got sick again after that podcast. Yeah. So, so he was, Corey was on, if you didn't watch the first one, he was on talking about how he had ulcer, ulcerative colitis. Ulcerative colitis. And it actually turned out that it was actually severe Crohn's disease. So just because of how fast I lost weight and how quickly mm-hmm. my body would shrink. Like when your large intestine isn't working, which is ulcerative colitis, you have ulcers in your large intestine. Mm-hmm. You don't lose weight quite as fast, but if you have Crohn's disease, your body can waste away right away because your small intestine and your large intestine are inflamed. Right. Right. So I got sick again in September and I ended up losing like 30 pounds again in September. I was down to 125. So and you're five, nine, five, yeah, five, eleven, five, ten and a half, five, eleven. Yeah. It depends on the shoes. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Five, ten and a half. Facts. Yeah. I just so. never put the half in there. Right. So, yeah, you, know, you got to round up. Yeah, you have to round up. Yeah. So anyway, it's been sick. Right. Like, this is, it's been a hard year, though. It was a really hard year. I spent nine months off. So, do you think running running a business contributes to like that that kind of sickness? That like just the, the stress of it? No. No, man. Because stress stress um, suppression causes sickness. Stress does not cause sickness. Suppression causes sickness. suppression causes sickness. So if you have people who are messing with your head. Right, pulling the rug out from underneath you, stabbing you in the back, right? You're trying, you're making great progress, and then bam, you're like hitting walls, and you can't explain why. There's people in your environment who are working against you or are messing with you, and that right? gets you sick, and that can make you sick, mm. right? Because I mean, um, I know people who are uber healthy who get all the right new because the nutrition piece is one part of it, mm. right? So you, there's like stages to this enlightenment, you know. Uh, in the beginning, I thought it's all nutrition. I even said that on the last call. It has 100% everything to do with food. No. It has probably 35% to do with food. And then the other probably 70% of it or 65% of it is uh, the mind, right? And the spirit and your emotional health, right? Because mm. some people eat really healthy and clean their whole lives and they get sick. Other people smoke cigarettes, drink beer, do whatever, and, and they go through the whole life chilling. and they're fine, <laughs> right? So he's like, well, what causes that? You know, mm-hmm. well, there's stuff going on inside the environment of the body, right. which I did touch on in the last podcast where you get sick and why'd you get sick? Well, it's like, dude, I was angry for a real long time. So mm-hmm. I walked around in anger for a real long time and anger is high cortisol, high cortisol. Your body right. doesn't produce stomach acid. You don't produce stomach acid. Your food doesn't digest correctly. It doesn't digest correctly. goes into the intestinal tract, ferments causes inflammation, repeat that for years and years and years and years over and over, you get sick, right? Right. So there's a lot of causes to the illness. There was, uh, I took Accutane, that stuff's poison. That kills gut bacteria, gut flora, chemicals kill all the bacteria in your gut. 
And um, you can't digest anything? I ate pure sugar from age eight to like age like 15. Like, dude, like breakfast was like Eggos with syrup and Fruit Loops. Lunch was just like fruit roll-ups, fruit by the foot, gushers. You remember those things? <laughs> fruit by the foot. Fruit by the foot. Oh, you know, you turn shit. it into your tongue. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes. You just like eat it as it would oh come up. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I used to love it. All, all that stuff's junk. Yeah. You know? Poison. And I basically eat nothing but that kind of stuff. You, you throw your sandwich away at school, right? Mm. So they're just like years, like it all compounds. And part of getting over the illness was like making a list of how I did this to myself. That was huge for getting over the illness. Wait, that was that's like huge for the emotional aspect of mm. getting over the illness. Cause you can't stop being emotional about being sick until you stop being a victim. Right. One of my shirts that we're coming out with it says victimhood is a virus, <laughs> right? So if you're a victim and you're sick and this happened to you, you're fucked. Pardon my language. Mm. It, if it happens to you, you're a victim. You can't do anything about it. You heard me on that phone call earlier today, coaching that guy. That was amazing. Right? Like if you're not responsible then you can't prevent it from happening again. Right. So you have to be responsible. So so we were talking about this a bit before, actually, and when Conspiracy was on, I asked him. Yeah. Conspiracy uh, works with Corey, and he was on the podcast, and shout out to Conspiracy. I love yeah. that dude. But um, we were just talking about responsibility, like you said. And yeah. I've, is, so is there not a point where taking too much responsibility can hurt you? Because sometimes you just have to, like, you're just not jiving with somebody. You're like, I don't know, maybe a, maybe a client's just not going to buy from you. Yeah. And so at what point are you like, ah, I could have done more. Like I did this wrong or I can improve here versus like, okay, like it's not like I only did, I did yeah. everything I could do, you know, well, you take taking responsibility for the outcome. Right. So, um, let's say you don't close that customer mm -hmm. or, um, let's say something bad situation happens. Well, you have to accept responsibility for how that person is. Right. So you have to say, okay, well that, that guy, I, I could have triggered it how I approached him could have triggered it, right? Me, mm. how I communicated with him, my facial expressions, what I was wearing. Like you look at all of it, but you're not going to walk around like, oh man, it's, you know, beat yourself up. That's, that's right. But then the see. next piece is like, hey, how can I be responsible for the bigger picture or the bigger game that I'm playing? Mm. Do I really need this one guy? Mm -hmm. Right? Or is there another person? Is there another customer? Is there another prospect? Right. So that's responsibility. It's okay. like actually looking at the sphere, not just you in this one moment, but looking at the bigger picture. Right? Got it. So yeah, people who, you know, you got to accept responsibility to, to be in control of your life. Responsibility equals control. Yeah. But here's the thing too, right? Like knowledge equals responsibility. So let's say you're a customer and I'm a sales guy and I knock on your door and you say, I'm not interested. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're like, yeah, I'm not interested. Okay, great. Dude, I completely understand you're not interested. I expected that before I knocked on your door. Of course you're not interested. I'm a, I'm a cold caller, <laughs> right? Sir, when's the last time you were interested in somebody right off the hop? Oh, never? Dude, exactly. I'm the same way. Yeah. Now, sir, Johnny, other than the fact that you're not interested, is there anything that would keep you from giving me 30 seconds to tell you how I can improve your situation? See, I just agree that's, with that yeah, guy so much, that's, right? That's pure fire. That's verbal judo. Like right? So what I, but, but. So I have responsibility. That's so if crazy. I knock on a door and don't get what I want, I'm like, that was my doing. Mm -hmm. But another guy, and I have the knowledge of how to handle the objection. Yeah. Okay. Another guy who doesn't have the knowledge can't take responsibility. Right. So he comes back at the end of the day and says, nobody wanted it. No one was interested. Mm -hmm. It's not my fault because he's lacking the knowledge of the, how to handle the problem. The moment I have the knowledge, 
is the moment I have, I can have the responsibility. The moment I have responsibility mm. is the moment I can have control. But what, okay, so what if you do that? Like, like is there any, anything stopping you from giving me 30 seconds so I could improve your life? And he just shuts the door on you. Or you're just okay. like, all right, on the next one. On the or, next is, one but then or is it like, dang, like but, I but walked here's the thing too, I've never I actually, shouldn't have made that face I, at him. Or, you know I, what I'm I won't get that. I mean, he could hang up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cool, I'll call him back. <laughs> that's crazy yeah come back be like yo hey man we got disconnected we didn't get disconnected i hung up on you okay dude obviously i need to be more respectful of your time i mean you didn't expect me to just call you out of the blue right right okay got that hmm. this is this is important but not urgent sir and obviously you know i need to be more consider your schedule i'm a cold caller i called you out of the blue i'm a young guy trying to make my dreams come true <laughs> with everything okay <laughs> but listen john i wouldn't want my poor timing to be uh -huh. responsible for you missing out on this opportunity. So I accept responsibility for interrupting you. When's a better time for me to get 30 seconds on your calendar? Right? That, yeah, that's fucked up. That even rhymed that's too. I didn't even try and do that. <laughs> that's fucked you up. Know? So here's the point, right? When someone raises their knowledge, mm. they raise their responsibility. So there's things in someone your life where you'll feel knowledge. like you were a victim, but then like five years down the road, you'll have all this new knowledge, mm. right? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, you look back, you're like, oh, I know how I could have done that. Think about it. Yeah. So you look back on high school. I look mm -hmm. back on high school, I'm like, man, I could do high school way better now, right? But back then you were a victim. Yeah, for you sure. Were like, you were for like, sure. that was the best you could do. Mm -hmm. But now you look back and you're like, I could have made all those outcomes way better. Mm -hmm. I do that exercise all the time. You know how high you get? You're like, all right, you get high on this idea of, if I went back in time, five years, 10 years and I had to live through high school all over again. Would I do it? Hell yeah, I would do it. Fuck yeah. Okay, what would I do? What changes would I make? Okay, do that now. Mm. So now imagine yourself five years in the future, looking back on today, how would you play the game? So I do this exercise mm, all the time that. and the answers I come up with are fucking genius. Because think <laughs> about it, right? You look back on 10 years ago, you get all emotionally high. Oh man, like, I would do this. I would do that. Mm -hmm. I would actually like, I would join every sports team. Yeah. Right. I would take martial arts so Yo, no one messed so with me. True. Right. So you come up with all these so answers. You can do it now. So do it now. Be, that person be like, okay, great. Well, now. I can, how would I do now? Right. Right. I like to do this thing called thinking every once in a while. It's new for a lot of people. Right. They literally leave work. Then they turn on their social media to think for them. Yeah. Or exactly. their television or their computer, and then they go and hang out with their friends. And then when they are thinking, it's on autopilot. Whereas when I'm thinking, it's like with a future in mind. Yeah. Right? I think with the future. My, attention's, that, my attention's way out in the future. So back to responsibility, I got real sick, and it's like, hey, great. Well, if you don't have knowledge about the this, this illness, mm -hmm. the sickness, then how can you be responsible? So I look for all the causes. Right all of them and I still wasn't happy with just food mm -hmm. because I'm like watching movies and I'm super sick and I'm at home and I'm watching these like I'm watching I watched all, all Godfathers I watched pretty much every mob movie and you have all these Italian fucks eating pasta and eating drinking red wine and mm -hmm. smoking cigars and it's like and they're like 80s none of them have ulcerative colitis so if it was just gluten and dairy yeah then why doesn't everyone have ulcerative colitis oh that's right there's more to this mm. so I was playing victim still Right? Thinking it was just food. But quick, you don't think people are like genetically predisposed to certain... You're genetically predisposed. Yeah. But not everyone who's genetically predisposed gets sick. So that's not the whole answer either. Right. Right? And 
So you could be genetically predisposed, and not everyone who's genetically predisposed and eats a certain way gets sick. Right. So something. So there's more to it. Codes are. Uh, if anybody's watching who knows anything about epigenetics, is uh, your di- your DNA is um, there's switches. They're not hard codes. They can be switched on and off. Right. Your DNA. You said? Your DNA has patterns, and it. yeah, it's, ep- it's called epigenetics. You okay. can look it up, and it's proven that there's sequences in your DNA that either switch on or off. Okay. Based on the environment. Mental environment, right? Mm. Yeah, like you want to look at like that. you want to look at like spontaneous that. remission, like when people heal from like cancer and everything. How do you explain that? Yeah. So my whole point was this, right? Like I touched on it last time. Is like when I when you're sick and you go and you ask a doctor, like, hey, what do I do? Your first question needs to be to that doctor: Have you ever cured this? First question. Yeah. No. Great. Not the doctor. Mm. And so, so, so you look for the doctor that's cured it. And that's what you did. And then you start following their advice. Oh, that's a fucking (laughs) hard one to understand. But people have been educated and brainwashed into apathy. Oh, it's not that simple. It's not that simple because you've been indoctrinated in this planet we live on. They don't really understand how deep the indoctrination goes. Mm. Right. And it goes into our, it goes into, like these doctors believe what they're telling you. It's not a conspiracy. Right. Right. All these conspiracies. Oh, let's talk about conspiracies, by the way. Remind me to talk about conspiracies. conspiracies. You, you want to get into them? I want to get into okay. them. Okay. Yeah. Right. I want to like shut them all down because it's a trap. Moon landing? It's, a, it's another trap, but we'll talk about that. It doesn't even matter <laughs> if we went to the moon or not. Okay. Um, but yeah, so like it's not a conspiracy. These doctors believe that you can't be healed. Right. So that when they tell you that they're not lying to you, mm-hmm. they believe it. Right. Because someone got them in school. Someone got them in university, right? Think about this. If I wanted to sell you on something, Johnny, I'd start three months ago. Make sense? Wait, if you want to sell me on something? If I want to sell you on something, right, mm-hmm. I would start three months ago. Yes. I would start dripping. I would start dripping things. I'd send you an article here, send you this there. I would start talking to your friends around you. I would start working on your environment so that your environment is leaning in a particular direction, Right? That's fucked up. Yes. Right. This is how I create. This is how you. you This is how you create a company. The way you. This is how I create a culture. I'm in control of my company's environment. When someone's out, we know about it pretty quickly. Boom. Unless someone's, I'm not getting the reporting I need. Yeah. Right. But if I have the reporting and I have the data, then what I can do, and I know, like for example, I'm about to remove somebody from my business. I start reaching out to the people around that person Mm -hmm. to build stronger relationships with them, so that when I remove that person, they're ready for it. Right. Right. So I prep the environment. If I want to sell you on something, I prep your environment. Mm-hmm. Right. This is what Grant was trying to say to Jordan and all the people who don't know anything about sales were like, Oh, like Jordan totally won that. Like, no bro. Like all the people who understand sales and business totally saw what that was. Grant was trying to say, dude, you, you're still trying to sell one item. I'm playing a way bigger game here. Yeah. You're, you're fighting one battle with like a bl- platoon of people. I'm fighting a war with like 17 divisions. Yeah. And, and like air support and this, right? So this is how conspiracies happen. If I want to influence you today, I'd start six months ago. If I want to influence the community today to have beliefs about disease so they buy drugs, I'm mm. not going to start by, by trying to tell them something. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get into the universities and educate the medical community in a certain way. But isn't that in itself a conspiracy? Because you're educating. Sure. Right? It's called planning call it a conspiracy that's what people at the people here's a line for you people at the bottom have a lot of ideas about people at the top 
Mm. Most of them are long, most of them are wrong. Mm. Some most conspiracies uh, theories start from people down here in the pyramid, right? Our one of our shirts says "Join the one percent," right? Most conspiracies are about the top of the pyramid. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right? It's like, yeah. oh, like, oh, we didn't go yeah. to the moon. The Earth is flat. Yeah. Right. Nine eleven's an inside job. All this stuff, mm-hmm. and they try and they oversimplify actually what happened by saying oh it's them they try and like target a group right and say it's the u.s government dude that's like saying it's white people that is so such a blanket statement you mm-hmm. can't say it's the government yeah right do you know what i mean no yeah for sure so the people at the bottom have a lot of ideas about the people, people at the top, top of the pyramid and they make up stories yeah and it's a dangerous trap it prevents you from climbing the pyramid so my everything I'm about right now, we can talk about everything Please. I'm about right now is climbing the pyramid and throwing a throwing a ladder for my boys to climb up to. I love I'm, that. Like I climbed into the one percent. Yeah. Now I'm looking quick. to climb into the point one percent. Yeah, I climbed into the one percent by twenty six. Mm-hmm. So now I want to climb, and you can see I'm throwing the ladder up. Andrew was here, quarter million bucks. My boy Puya probably make three hundred grand this year or more. Mm-hmm. Daniel Frugia, two hundred twenty five grand. Morgan Wallace just broke the six figure club today. Check this out. I'll show you a text message. I think he's twenty four. 20, sorry, Maureen, if you're older than that. Check what, read, read that for your audience. What's that say? The text that starts Positive today. Money. Plus one to the six-figure earners in Yesa. Broke 100K. Yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah, dude. First year for him, right? That's his first year? That's his first year at 100 grand, hmm. right? Uh, guy was on the phone call today, 100 grand. Like, I'm helping lots of people start yeah. climbing. 100 grand's not the top 1%, but I'm helping right. people climb the pyramid. Right. And there's a lot of traps that prevent you from climbing the pyramid. Hmm. Conspiracies are one of them. Because you're not, you're, it's the blame game. You're not accepting you're responsibility, not responsibility, right? Yeah. And most people go into conspiracies when they've had a failure. Hmm. So they had a major to, failure in their life. And then all of a sudden now, there's this huge onus for, for what happened, this weight that yeah. they're carrying. And then what happens is to eliminate that weight, you need justification. So they start looking out and coming up with reasons. And then they find other people on the internet who also have reasons. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, their reality adheres to their reality. Right. And then it's like right? a group, I mean, a group what conspiracy, thing. what person who is a flat earther who do you know who has a good life? Do you want me to answer that? Kyrie Irving. Okay, okay Kyrie Irving. Does does he have mental stability? When you say good I life, say you no. mean from the outside, right? So like, good life no. means amazing wife or or husband if it's a woman. Okay, mm-hmm. um, kids or a good family or is well loved and liked in the community, mm-hmm. is having an impact on people around them in a positive way, is producing financially stably, right? And of course, uh, has mental stability, emotional stability. Isn't that tough to judge from like the reputation? Too, though? Sure, it is. Yeah but you can get a vibe if you mm. spend some time with someone, right? You, you immediately said you don't think he's got mental stability. Why'd you say that? He's just, he's just a little crazy, right? He loves the conspiracies. Like his teammates don't sure. highly of him. Right. Everywhere he goes is a cancer. Yeah. I mean, so I you know, know is he a flat earther or something? Yeah, he is. yeah that's hilarious. Like, dude, when I was, um, when I was working, uh, my parents' restaurant uh-huh. next door, there was a building and what they produced was a, a whole section of the space arm for the uh, the space station. Uh-huh. That's made in Canada. If you look at the U.S. space station, the arm is the Canadian space arm. And it's got, got it. big Canadian flags on it. We went over there and like looked at that. And we're like, oh, yeah, we use certain alloys. And we bring in these certain metals. And mm-hmm. it was like super cool. And I was like 14 years old. Yeah. Um, this place was beside my parents' restaurant when I was a kid in Ontario. Right? 
So, oh, so they're in on it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like people at the bottom come up with these stories because yeah. they've never been to the top. Right. So things happen to them and then they've never been at the top to see how it looks from the top. Mm. And I woke up to this, I was working in the corporate world and I was 25 years old, 26, and I'm an executive, $4 billion company. Our division was about uh, $30 million, mm-hmm. 100, 150 employees. And us executives were fighting with each other. Because they were trying to not pay me my money. They owed me $180,000 for bonus that year, uh-huh. right? Uh, that would have been a three hundred grand year if I had gotten all that money, okay? so You didn't get all that? No, but I, I settled without going to court. But they tried to change my comp plan because I was 25 out earning some of their VPs, mm. okay? So I was in this corporation, and what was happening is me and the other executives were fighting with the vice president, fighting with the CFO, fighting with the uh, the executives above us, like, hey, like, you know, we literally hired a lawyer, like, but we're still working there. Mm-hmm. So what happens is we became disavowed, disenfranchised, upset with the people we are working with. But we had 200 people or 150 below us in that company. Mm. So while we're upset and fighting and quarreling amongst each other, what's happening to our responsibilities? They're not getting done. They're, the right. ball's getting dropped. We're not in an emotional state. We need to be, I'm dropping the ball here and there. What's that doing as it trickles down the chain? Well, guess what? Now my regional manager is the next layer. So we're at the top of the pyramid of that yeah, company. and it crumbles. Okay? So we're fighting amongst each other. The people below me, middle management, start feeling the effects. They're not getting the support from me I need because my emotions are in this quarrel. I can't g- give them the attention that they deserve. Mm-hmm. And then guess what happens? They start, they start not doing their job. And then the people at the bottom suffer. They don't get the they don't get the fresh leads that they need for sales. Right. They don't get the good sales meetings. They're not getting the training they need. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is this: they say, "Oh, this corporation hired me and lied to me. It was a conspiracy. They, you know, corporations are evil. They were just trying to they're just trying to take advantage of us and make mm-hmm. money off us. The conditions are terrible here." And they make up all these stories. Yeah. And look at those guys up there with their Cadillacs and Jaguars and nice suits, right? They're just trying to make money off the bottom. Meanwhile they were being negatively affected because we didn't have our ethics in mm. because we were fighting amongst each other. It wasn't a conspiracy to hurt the people at the bottom. Right. We just didn't have our shit together. And that's what's going on in society is the people at the top, dude, there's nothing that evidences it more when you look at Hollywood. Okay. Everyone thinks these actors and actresses have their shit together. They can't even keep a marriage. Most of them. Yeah. They're actors. They're emotional people. They're they fake stuff. Yeah. They, so people think the people at the top of the pyramid have it together and they don't. Mm-hmm. So the people at the bottom, right? It's like, a, do you know what a scotoma is? Uh-uh. It's a blind spot in your eye. Okay. So if you have a blind spot in your eye and it's the size of a pen, pen tip, like, like just a little point, yeah. little ballpoint yeah. pen tip. Okay. Well, if I or even my finger, watch this. I can't see your face right now. Is my finger the size of your face? No. No. But when it's this close, it blocks. It could block the CN Tower. It could block. Yeah. The Sears Tower. It could block a big building. So you have these blind spots in management here, here, here. And then what happens is as it comes down the pyramid, that Mm -hmm. blind spot becomes huge and it affects a lot of people. Right. Okay. Okay. So when you look at that, look at what's going on in society. People are making at the top, people are making decisions for themselves out of self-interest and it's damaging people below them. Right. Okay. So that's, so the planet doesn't need us to fix the bottom of the pyramid. We need to fix the top of the pyramid. Mm. That's why do if that? charities fixed anything, why is Africa still a friggin' disaster? Like as a continent for the most part, yeah. not every country I understand, yeah. you know, but a, a lot of countries in the United States have been 
or a lot of countries in, in Africa, Africa have been receiving aid from the United States and they haven't, what have they done? Yeah. Not a lot. Mm-hmm. You need to fix the people at the top. So how do we go about doing that? You have to become it first. Mm. So, that, so that's what you're... You don't get caught in conspiracies. You don't have time to read about how someone else is responsible for what's going out in society. What are you doing in your society? Mm-hmm. And it starts with your community. All these guys who are reading about conspiracies, like, oh, the government this, are you even on your local board? Are you even a part of your board's municipality? You know, the municipality of... Yeah. Uh, do you call it down, that down here? Municipality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you, are you part of your chamber of commerce? Mm-hmm. Right? Are you supporting the local member of parliament in Canada or your local congressman? Are you even getting involved? No, because you're playing a little game right. and you're telling, making up stories about how it doesn't matter. And that is what got sold to you. They gave you, that's why if conspiracies really were a thing, you wouldn't know about them because they want you to know about it. So you take no responsibility. So you don't do anything. Mm. And you stay in your home and you look after your grass and you cut your grass every week. You know, and you take care of yourself. Okay. In your own, you understand? I think that's a that's the yeah. I, I and do that's see, why these I conspiracy guys. And I love. Sorry, I just love how ahead. everything you say, no matter how polarizing it is, like you have, you have like. You I didn't read it dots, in a book. You connect the dots. Yeah, I did like on every like. Yeah, your, your your reasoning mind is so strong. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't read I it in a book you. though. That's the yeah. thing, right? It's like the other thing is um, h- how you communicate with reality can be influenced by another. So I'll give you an example. Okay, perfect. So how you can, communication is everything. So I look at this cup of, this cup of tea here. Mm -hmm. Let's say this tea was made by Nestle. Okay. Let's just say it was made by Nestle. Okay. And I watched some big conspiracy about Nestle. Now they're evil and they want to take all the water. (laughs) Right? Oh, it's an evil corporation. (laughs) Have you ever noticed that every corporation is evil when you go online? Hmm. Who writes all this shit? Quick question though. Monsanto? I knew you were. You yeah, hated, sure. You I'm not saying there's Monsanto. not evil companies, but just hear me out. Okay. So now I watch a video about Nestle. Now I see Nestle on my teacup. I think conspiracy. I think evil. Mm. Then I see Coca-Cola. Evil. Then I see Microsoft. Evil. Then I see Apple, the mark of the beast. <laughs> okay. Right? So I see all this stuff, you know, and, and now I'm looking at my reality with someone else's lens. Mm. Okay. Uh, no, I, I agree with that. But how do you go about clearing, clearing those like biases that you picked up from? Well, how God I do it, where? Johnny knows how I do it. No, you but, want to talk about it? Yeah, and I don't want to talk about it. But I can talk to you about the fundamentals of what it is. Mm. So it's like one, you need to destimulate. You need to stop feeding yourself all that stuff. Mm. Two, you need to see the information that you start feeding yourself will make you look for more information of a similar nature. Right. So if I feed myself yeah, conspiracy like information, I look for yeah. confirmation. I'm looking for, co- yeah, for confirmation. confirmation bias, yeah. Every human being is programmed to be right. That's the, yeah, that's the crazy. That's why somebody who will make a, ro- a wrong decision will make will continue to make a wrong decision, right? In the beginning, you you make you are programmed to be right. Not you're programmed to be right first. Mm-hmm. So you make a wrong decision, and then what do you do? You justify it because you have to be right, right. and then you continue that behavior. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. So I don't want to get too deep on that, but people need to stop feeding themselves this stuff because then they're going to make themselves right. And that's why most people live in an echo chamber. Mm. So what you need to do is you don't need, oh, you need to go look at both sides. Both sides? Who said there's only two sides? That got sold to you too. There's a lot of sides. You need to go and the data that you're looking for right now has to do most with your current purpose. 
So if my purpose is to get out of the building right now, I'm going to see exit signs just to break this down really simply. People need to know how to think, you know, like I didn't get where I am by not training myself on how to think. Right. right? So, um, if, if, uh, if my job is to grow a farmer's field, right, Mm -hmm. a full of corn. Okay. And I don't even know how to do that. Well, when I go on the internet, what am I going to do? I'm going to look for information about corn. So most people don't have a purpose. They don't have a goal. Mm. And they've been trained, oh, you don't need a goal. Go with the flow. That's how, that's you. Sorry, you fell in another trap. Mm. See, remember, my whole life's about climbing the pyramid. And there's traps all the way up the pyramid. The higher you go, the more elaborate the traps get. I look at this whole thing like a maze. Who sets the traps? I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. But I don't (laughs) think they're from, I don't think, I don't know if they're human. (laughs) <laughs> oh, shit. that's all i'm saying right it could be spiritual right. it could just be you know uh i'm i'm looking at this reality that we live in as a big pyramid right and mm-hmm. it's like i'm trying to climb to the very very top right. and there's traps along the way at the bottom the traps are uh very physical very 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 physical mm-hmm. so the bottom is uh the traps are like getting food like look at the more poorest countries food Water, it's hand to mouth survival. Then you come up the a, a layer of the pyramid, Spiritual. and now it's it's a little bit higher. But uh, now a lot of the uh, the limitations. Um, we'll look at the inner cities. It's playing a game with the police. Mm-hmm. Dude, don't play games with the police. I used to play games with the police. Used I used to, to I used to street race a lot, right? Like I was a huge street racer. You know, I've been in car chases and gotten away, and been in car chases and got caught. You know, mm-hmm. but you don't play games with the police. Right. But people as they're coming up, get caught in that. Mm-hmm. And those are false purposes, right? They're, those are purposes that are causing them to like play small games. Well, my purpose is to, to climb to the very top and make a difference on planet Earth. That's a huge purpose that I have, mm-hmm. right? I can't do it from the bottom. I have to climb to the top, right? So as you come up, then you'll notice then the, uh, the traps become games. They become drinking and drugs mm-hmm. and seeking pleasure. Right. And then you come up a little further and their beliefs as well. Oh, economics. Economics is a trap. Right. Uh, the price of gas, the price of food the price, and all your beliefs about that. And then there's politics. Politics is a trap. Getting caught in, in making an enemy of the Republican versus the Democrat. Mm-hmm. I've been caught in that, too. Yeah. Right. Like you're making 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 others wrong, which is your programming because you have to be right. So these are all traps, right? Drugs are a trap. Gambling's a trap. Even too much sports is a trap. Like little bit of sports finds entertaining. It gives you release. It inspires yeah. you. But these people that, you know, that oh, definitely. my name is John. I, you know, I do fantasy football. I got a man cave. Sorry, but back in my day, my man cave was my house, not a room in the basement. You know, what happened to you? <laughs> you know, that you've now, now you're, you have your, your man cave is your, a little bedroom, a little bedroom downstairs with uh, with a sofa and a bunch of banners and everything and a t- big TV. Like that's a game the guy's stuck in, mm. right? You get it, right? Yeah. Having owning a home. Grant's talking about this all the time. I want to own a house. So, quick question though, just off that, where do you get? Where do you learn this? Is this just like I look, from your mind? Just or is this look. Like Something from my mind. From See, Grant? that's the thing. Don't look. Don't think. Mm. Look. Think. Thinking is for planning only. Mm. It's for like reflection and learning and then planning but when you you can see this you just gotta look what yeah. is going on yeah. don't look through other people's lens just look on what's going on planet earth there this is not a planet of equals yeah <laughs> anyone who tells you that is 
What's that Vince not, Lombardi quote? Yeah, Vince Lombardi quote is, there's nothing more unequal than the equal treatment of unequals. Mm. Say that again. There's time. nothing more unequal about the equal treatment of unequals. That's deep. Right? That's a fact, though. Right? So, like, the top of, the, like, this is, dude, this is not even fair. Mm. Like, look, dude, you see skyscrapers. Someone engineered that. That's fucked up. That guy is not Amazing. an equal with the guy who digs the ditch. <laughs> Yeah. Like he's in, yeah, they both deserve respect. They both have their rights and freedoms. I'm a huge believer in the constitution, mm-hmm. right? And the charter of rights and freedoms. If you're in Canada, it's not as good, but it's still there, right? I'm a believer that they both need to be treated with respect and treated equally under the eyes of the law. But those two individuals in the game of life are not equals. Right. One is Michael Jordan and the other one is a guy you never heard of <laughs> who didn't even make the NBA. Yeah. Right. So it's not a planet of equals. And then it's like, okay, great. So it's like, what differentiates the people at the top from the people at the bottom? Mm. And that's what you have to get obsessed with programming yourself with and then climb to the top. And you think everyone has like, everyone can climb higher than where they are. No, not everyone has equal opportunity. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I'm not like one of those self-help people. Like everyone has equal opportunity. Don't you think like, I I do see why that's an admirable thing to strive for though. Everybody can get out of the trap. Mm. That's the thing. They can't, not everyone's gifted with the same amount of spirit, not, yeah. right? Not everyone's endowed with the same amount of skill, mm-hmm. no. right? Not everyone's endowed with the same amount of learned ability, right? Like IQ. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's endowed with the same amount of spiritual energy. Some people are just magic, man. They just make things happen. Yeah. I got some of that, right? I get lucky a lot. Yeah. Right? Make your own luck, though. You know? I make I make luck, but it's easier for me than it is for some people. Mm. Right? So not everyone's endowed in the same way, but everyone could be way better than they're doing. So mm. if my, now back to it, is if my idea is to climb the pyramid, if that's my purpose, is to get into the top 0.1% and revolutionize, revolutionize education, if that's my purpose. That's your purpose. Right? Mm. I have to become someone who is the picture of a revolutionized education. Yeah. So if that's my purpose, then that's what I look for, and that's what I see, mm. right? And I can start to see the traps that are going to stop me from doing that, and I'm going to start to see the things that will help me do that. So how did you come to like – because I feel like that's what a lot of people struggle with, including myself sometimes. Yeah. Like, like yeah, I want to have a purpose, but like where – you know, like how do Just I – Just pick I, one. It's don't overthink it. So how did you Just come, pick how one. How did you come to that? I picked one of like I want to have a Cadillac CTSV. And I want to have a nice place. I want to have a hot girl. Good. Start there. I'm saying like the big picture of I want to revolutionize. It came over time because then I started working and I started getting data. I'm like, okay, "Okay, great. Now I got the car. Now I got this literally happened. I got the car. I got the place. Um, I got the girl. And I'm like, I'm miserable. This is not it. Mm. What's a bigger game I can play? What am I really looking to do? What bugs me? Just look around the planet. What bugs you? Mm. Fix it. How would you fix it? Come up with a plan. Okay, good. How how much power do I need to accumulate to make that change? Get to work. Yeah, a lot. Just look at planet Earth. If you want, if you need a purpose, just look at something that's broken that needs to be fixed. But you need to look at it from a perspective of okay, great, I want to fix poverty. Okay, great. What's creating poverty? Not what are the effects of poverty? Mm-hmm. Like stop trying to cure effects. If you have a cut on your arm. Yeah. And you put a Band-Aid on it. Great. But then all of a sudden you have another cut. And then you have another cut. cut. And yeah. then you have another yeah. cut. And you have another cut. Okay, who's cutting you? Yeah. <laughs> what is yeah. the cause of poverty? Yeah. It's not left versus right. It's not the Republicans and the Democrats. It's not Trump. It's not Hillary. It's not, it's not any of that. It's the human being. 
creating that reality for themselves. So who trained the human being, right? So look at the cause point. So that's that's how I get inspired. But for you, got it. dude, you got to lock on to something and then not let go. Yeah. Well, and then when you get there, you'll be higher. Yeah. It's easier that's, to make a decision from a mountain when you can see than when you're in a valley and you can't see anything. Definitely. That's kind of like, it, it does kind of tie in though because I was, I don't know, I just wasn't like happy with my work or anything. So then I started this because like I just want to see what's out there, you know, like. Yeah. I just would love talking to people. And then like I meet, like have, have you on, have Kasperis on, then have Danny Cole on, who's like a sales guy too. Yeah. And, like, Is that the some, guy you're working for? Um, No. So, but I'll get to that. Okay. Um, Danny, he's just like, he runs a uh, coal imports. And okay. And he's like, he's a Don for sure. But you have to like, tell me about, dude, we haven't even talked, man. No, we really you, you dropped that on me like a week ago. <laughs> yeah. You know? But anyways, I don't know. Do something about just like making those cold calls and like, yeah, yeah it's just like, I'm so drawn to doing that. You know, yeah. like, I don't know why. You, Cause you want to fail a little bit. Yeah, I do. You want to get punched in the face yeah, cause wanna, you're a fighter. I do want to get hit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but um, then you want to know how to correct it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Man, cause there's so much I can just hearing you say that little spiel about yeah. like, like how can I get 30 seconds? Like whatever. Yeah. Like, Dude, I can, hand, I can, I could write so scripts. Fucking cool. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. So like, just, just, I see that. And then I start to like, like, Oh, this is here. And then my, so my friends working at, um, like a real estate brokerage firm. And then he's like, we get lunch every Sunday and he starts telling me what he does. And I'm like, this sounds fucking sick. Yeah. And then, so over time I'm kind of like, oh, I'd love to get in there. And like, you got to run in, at, run in at it. And then what, what you, did. so like I designed my life. Here's the thing. You got to pick your friends around your goals. Yeah. Most people pick their goals around their friends. You got to pick your friends around your goals. Most people, I love that. Okay. It's true. And that's it's hard true. for people to get. Yeah. Like, what are you saying? You go remember where you came from. I don't remember where I came from, but I don't mean I'm going to, you can't, can't take them with you, man. Yeah. Like uh, Steve Harvey said, when a rocket is launching off of the base, mm -hmm. it's got four fuel canisters on it, right? You have to watch this. Go on YouTube, type in uh, Steve Harvey cut the dead weight. Mm -hmm. The rocket's launching, okay? And then immediately, as soon as the rocket moves like 50 feet, it barely looks like it's even off the ground. What happens to two fuel canisters? Drop. They fall off. Those two fuel canisters were literally only there to give that rocket enough fuel to get 50 feet off the ground because mm. that's the hardest part of getting the rocket off the ground. And then it flies up and flies up and it goes up, let's say, uh, 10,000 feet, which is not that high, right? It's like a commercial airliner flies at yeah. triple that, right? So it gets to 10,000 feet and another fuel canister falls off. 10,000 feet. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now, now there's only one fuel canister and plus the jet's own fuel system as well and then it gets way 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 up and they're like all right now we're getting ready here for the uh second uh, last uh, the last fuel canister to uh, separate three two one separation <laughs> right dude those rocket canisters are your friends yeah but dude not all of them can make it you see but some of them let's get clear it. on what the what's the definition of a friend mm, okay let's do that because that's see, see how there's community see yeah see how i saw that yeah. So you, I saw in you a contention with something I said, but I recognized immediately it was because this one word friend, mm -hmm. the definition. But we, I wanted you to see that. The definition we have. Sure. Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> I might've picked it up anyway. Okay. <laughs> but the definition of friend is different for us. Yeah. Maybe. Or for your audience. I would, I would think right? so. So definition of a friend for me is somebody who in advances my development. Mm -hmm. Okay. Minimizes my losses, protects me from harm. Okay, and um, acknowledges, you know, my strengths and, and validates my strengths and wins. Did you just come up with that on the spot, or is that something that 
like you like put on a flashcard and because <laughs> no, I crazy I kind of thought of it, yeah. but like I, it's a few of those for yeah. sure. And then I just kind of as I was saying it, I'm like, oh, there's one more. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like it, it's pretty much the same thing, right? A, a friend protects you from danger, from losses, right? Minimizes losses, accelerates your development. Value add. Mm-hmm. Period. That's the definition of a friend. If he unknowingly, because he has low knowledge and low responsibility, is doing me harm by feeding me bad ideas, then I'm sorry, he ain't going to make, at some point, he's not going to make the cut. If he's feeding me ideas about the way the world works, and it's like, bro, like, no disrespect, but you're in the same boat. (laughs) You you play in house league, dude. I'm trying to get to the MLB. You're a house league baseball player. You play beer league baseball. You're in my own league, not guy I'm getting advice so from. So do you have that conversation with him? Like, like yo, like... No, I just stopped listening to them. So you just stop, you just kind of cut him out? No, no, I, I still, like, I'm still nice to them. I still hang out with them in like holidays or whatever. But like, dude, my life's a mission. Like, going, going, my life's a mission, dude. Like, I, I haven't had my... This is my first break, and this is my break. I worked all day today and yesterday. <laughs> this is my first break because I'm playing a game. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm, I'm on a mission. So... For like a three, four month stretch, like that guy doesn't have a purpose in my life. Right. Do you get it? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like, and not just because, like, I'll, you know, if he, I'm not going to be mean to him. Come Christmas, dude, I'm having a Christmas party. Come on over. Yeah. Let's shoot the shit. I'll hear, hear about his life and everything else, but there's never an opportunity for him to give me advice. Mm. Because at a Christmas party, I'm good roads, good weather. I'm talking about what's good. I'm talking about what's awesome. He doesn't need to hear about my problems. I need to pick this guy up, I need to inspire him. I have a responsibility to my community to to not leak all that negative crap. Right. I have my board of counsel. See, people are living by default, so they feel like they need to leak bullshit onto their friends and their family. Mm. My family doesn't need to know about that stuff. I mean, I told your mom that I was firing two guys today, right? But I love your mom, and yeah. I, she's actually part of my counsel. Yeah. I actually do consider her someone I, I, I consider what she says. Definitely. Right? But I don't leak negative. My parents never know. Mm. Hardly ever. Right, I don't leak that stuff to my buddies I see at Christmas. I tell them what's good, and then I take genuine interest in them. So, so they get how, to still be around, but they're not around for like months at a time because I'm in, right, locked in. So if they hang, they're like, "Hey, do you want to hang out tonight?" Like, no, man. Like, I, I apologize. Like, we'll have to hang out uh, at this event. Hey, we can hang out at the end of the month. I'm having a bunch of guys over for UFC. Right, I we can do that, mm-hmm. and I can see him, and I can still build the social aspect and be respectful and Got nudge it. him along, mm-hmm. but. In those few, like my evenings are packed. Yeah. And it's not work. It's the game. I love that. You know I what I mean? That. It's That's the game. I mean, yeah. and, and that come, that switch happens. Yeah. So I don't know where this came from, but um, you have to live your life by design, not by default. You need to have a board of counsel. How do you choose your board of counsel? How big is it? Board of counsel for me is probably seven people right now. Mm. And I always look to trim it. And I understand that board, the board of council members are also like the fuel canisters on the rocket. At some point, they are not going to get me any further. Richard yeah. Hoy, guy I worked with, dude, great dude. He was the, the, he was the rocket that took me from uh, 50 feet to 10,000 feet. Mm. I have to let him go, though. Yeah. Why? Because he's got a bunch of habits that I don't want to adapt. He's got a bunch of stuff that I just don't want to go in that direction. Not that he's a bad dude. Now that just don't want to be with that. Right. Same thing with a guy, another guy I work with who owned a door to door company before him. He got me off the ground. 
right? He's going his own path. That doesn't mean he's a bad dude, so but we're just like, going in different directions. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's okay. That, I think that's the thing I so, struggle with with the rocket example. Yeah. Board, it's like the rocket just falls, or the fuel Yeah. Falls yeah. Back they don't fall you know? back to Earth. Sure, they do. But, dude, not every, every metaphor is not perfect, right? I can't come up with perfect metaphor. Okay. You know? So, yeah, you just kind of like, your board members, you have one for every area of your life. So, like, if you looked at Henry Ford in 19, early 1900s, <laughs> dude, the dude's a boss. Don. He's a total yeah. Don. Is that yeah. it? Don? Yeah, like a, like a Don. Don. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he had a he had a, a circuit board on his desk, and he press a button, and you know he had his legal advisors and experts. He had his uh, yeah. marketing at, uh, expert. He had a, a manufacturing and assembly line expert, and he had an engineering expert, and design and uh and research and development expert he had all these guys yeah. press of a button so i'm like fucking that's what i should do so i have my own board right right and some of them are dead but i got a volumes of their books right mm-hmm. so and i got a board and i got them in like like sabine is my food counselor period and it's like and, and anything that goes on with my gut and i'm like solid now yeah right sabine got me like completely through my illness mm-hmm Right, and then I hit it home with stem cells to like secure it because I knew I would sab, mm. like I knew Talk I would, I knew too. I would sabotage it. I knew I would sabotage it for sure. But you would sabotage. What? I would try and I would do to the pace I'm going at right now without stem cells. I wouldn't have been able to do this. I would have needed another three months of complete, just like take it easy, slow gradient. So okay. now I'm still doing it on a gradient, but my gradient's more like this. Right, it used to be like this, and then Sabine, Sabine's method, you just need to take a gradient. Right. I did the stem cells and I got to ratchet it like six, seven extra degrees mm. so I could go at life that much quicker. Got it. Because I knew I would do that because it was about that experience? burned into my cells? mind. Stem cells? Yeah. Sure, yeah. So, so I, I have the same doctor. He actually uh, just emailed me, uh, his assistant, Dr. Neil Rorden. Uh, he's Joe Rogan's stem cell doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I found, I found it through Mel Gibson and Joe Rogan and they said the stem cells heal the body. Mm. And I already got stem cells once. But it, was like uh, but it was in the U.S. and yeah. they're nowhere near as good. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got like super sick, and I'm talking to Sabine, and okay, great. I kept sabotaging. She's like, until you learn. She was just being straight with me. She was yeah. just like, until you learn, until you can like turn off this like all or nothing mentality, you're gonna. This is this method is gonna be hard for you. Mm. So I learned to turn it down enough because the pain was bad enough for me to like make the change. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, okay, how do I how do I increase this? What's the insurance policy to make sure that this diet plan works? Because mm-hmm. I basically I'm a hundred percent cured of Crohn's colitis right now. Zero symptoms. I've already ventured into eating other foods. Okay. So um, you know, and be like, well, that's just remission. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, love the confidence. Right. Yeah. So, oh, it's completely different now. Yeah. Like, I messed up a month and a half ago when I was still kind of healing and went mm-hmm. and, and violated a bunch of policies about how I eat. I have written policy for how I eat, written policy, posted everywhere. These are the policies. Got it. How to eat, when to eat, how to combine the food. Okay. But I violated a bunch of policies too early. Because when you're healing, you need to stick to the policy. When you're in power, when your health's back to normal, you can violate the policy here and there, and you're fine. Okay, um, but I violated it after the stem cells. I violated it so bad that that kind of illness would have knocked me out for a month before it knocked me out for two days. Bounce back because my body produces the same amount of stem cells and healing cells now in a in a week as it used to take three three months to do. I heal right now at the rate of a newborn baby. 
Isn't that crazy? It's the quote of the year. Yeah. No, literally, <laughs> I have, so I have from the stem 120 cells. million stem cells. I got 30 grand of stem cells running through my veins right now. You know? So, you so went to- I went to Panama. Yeah. And I applied online. They sent me a pre-approval saying, yeah, you have an autoimmune disease. These stem cells literally regulate the immune system. They accelerate healing. Um, they do all this stuff. And I like looked into it and it's like, hey, great. They do exactly what these... Uh, for regulating the immune system, what these drugs, these chemo drugs are trying to do, but without all the negative side effects, there's no chemicals in them and they're from human cells. So I looked it up, found umbilical, a, cord umbilical cord cells, healthy births, screened for infectious disease. I take the cells out of the umbilical cord, they multiply them in a lab, they isolate the strong ones, they multiply those, and then they inject you with those. So last time I got 8 million cells in Texas, but they're not isolated. So you're only right, getting, you're, you're, right. so the cells that I got are isolated for the strongest cells. Mm -hmm. So you can't I, do that in the U S gold. You can't do that in the U S. So there's something called a golden cell, which is basically a cell that divides and heals and, and exhibits certain healing properties like a hundred X of the other cells. Mm -hmm. So what I got injected with the first time was 8 million regular stem cells. Okay, umbilical cord stem cells. This time I got injected with 120 million golden cells. So the yeah, golden yeah, cells themselves are about 100x stronger than the regular cells. So this is like, this was like yeah, millions yeah. of times better. And then literally within a month, I was in complete remission. Within two months, I'm like, I'm, I, I'll probably beat you in a lot of fitness competitions there's already. No, no we could do it. We could do we it. Could do it. We, could, we should go climb some stairs. Climb I can't lift, lift. I haven't lifted weight yet, but I can. Swim, I can do cardio. Climb stairs. Let's do it. Sprint. Let's do it. Yeah. I'll Bye. I'll run you to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what happened the other night outside the restaurant when I won our grappling match? Yeah, you were you were out I of. Had it. you on the fence, dude. Anyway, dude. Um, I don't, oh, so your research for the stem cells? Like, do you do you dive into a bunch I dove of research? In. Or I dove in. Like I read as many as much stuff as I could. I found testimonials on other websites. Uh, I looked for people who had done it, mm -hmm. and one guy, dude. There's like colitis forums online. You want to talk about the desire to be right? Yeah. Look at forums. People post things to justify how they're right. There's a forum for people with colitis, uh -huh. and they go on and they talk about how they, what drugs they're on, and this and that. And this guy comes on. I like was on the forum, and he said, uh, "Just got back from Panama." Was like the title, Panama Stem Cells. And he's like, "Hey guys, I've had ulcerative colitis. I've tried Remicade. I've tried in vitro. I've tried steroids. I've tried uh, like um, whatever steroid I was on. I, I took a steroid for a while. Uh -huh. It was called prednisone. Uh, I've tried 5-ASA, like all these drugs. Nothing's been working. I took antibiotics, this, that. I was only able to stay in remission for a while. I saw the stem cell therapy uh, down in Panama. And, um, I just got stem cells two months ago and I'm on no drugs. I have no bleeding. I'm completely in remission one post. Mm -hmm. And guess what all the answers were to him? Like shitting on him? Shitting on him. Really? Yeah. Like, Oh, like that's a scam. Oh, there's no proof. It's not FDA approved. And <laughs> why? Cause all these people are right about how their disease is incurable. Yeah. So they made a decision. They made a decision to cut their colon out. So they have to make themselves right mm -hmm. for that decision. And they can't see. But all I saw was the guy made one more Someone post. Did it, yeah. he, this guy made that post, and then he made one more. And this was in 2016, 15. Never made another post on that website. Which means what? He's fine. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't keep making. That was his. I went through his, you know, it's like search yeah, all posts. Yeah. Those were his last two posts. And he had a huge history on that website. You don't keep going back to a Colitis Crohn's 
website yeah. when you have when you're healed. Cured, yeah. So I'm like, huh, that's enough for me. Like I already yeah, looked yeah. at all the scientific. Now I yeah. found a, that testimonial and I saw how everyone reacted to it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. And I'm like, and they're like, oh, it's a ripoff. Like, and what's what really are they saying? They're saying I don't have enough money to make that a reality, so I have to justify why it's wrong. Mm, that's that's. Oh, it's a ripoff. Why is it a ripoff? Yeah. Because you can't afford to throw thirty grand away. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Makes Neither can I. Thirty yeah. grand's a lot of money for me. I fucking spend it anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. People like and, and, and people Definitely. have been reaching out to me, have the stem cells go, Oh, I don't know if I want to spend that. Do you have a house? Yeah. Does it have equity? Yeah. Uh take it out of your house. Yeah. Oh, I don't want I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> right? Yeah. So but yeah, so the whole the whole thing and this all comes back to it, top one percent. What did Mel Gibson do for his dad? His dad had a heart failure and his dad had a prolapse valve in the heart. He had kidney failure, he needed a hip. Because he went on GRE. When he was right? ninety two. He's over 100 years old now, and now he's walking. When he was 92, he wasn't walking. That's crazy. And his heart's fine. That's crazy. He doesn't need a heart transplant. He got the, the stem cells fixed the heart, and they fixed the kidneys. So that's like, do you think that's the future of 100%. Just 100%. 100%. And Trump just passed right to try, which I think big pharma, no wonder, big, no wonder people, the media hates Trump, dude. He's mm-hmm. going after big pharma, not directly, indirectly. Yeah. He just signed a bill right to try, uh-huh. which means you now all, a lot of these stem cells and a lot of these other experimental treatments can come to the United States. Oh, the right gold, to, the right to try is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, you can do it because ec- it, it's your own risk. That's right? right, but big pharma owns your regulatory authorities, right? Mm. FDA and all that. They're all ex pharmaceutical guys. Yeah. Right? Executives. Okay. Again, part so, of the trap. What's another part of the trap? Illness, part of the trap. Guys climbing to the top, oh, just like me. Oh, he's climbing, but he's he's angry at the system. Mm-hmm. I was angry at the system, right? And he's climbing, he's hustling, and he's grinding, and he's got these people who are suppressive around him, and people who are trying to mess with him. He gets sick. Boom! That's another guy. They oh, they were probably yeah. watching from the top of the pyramid. Whoever they are, like, huh, look at this guy climbing. Wait, wait, who is they? There is no they. It's it's, 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 it's just, made up. Okay, but let's just picture that because that's how most people think. Mm-hmm. Imagine there's people at the top who want to keep people at the bottom. So they see this guy climbing up this hill. All of a sudden, he gets sick. Ha! <laughs> he's screwed. Oh, shit. No, he's not screwed. Oh, look. He, fi- he figured it out. Oh, he's still coming. That's me, dude. So I'm coming. gives you more confidence. I'm coming, time, bro. Huh? Yeah. Like, you survived yeah. that. Now you're dude, like- I cried my eyes out one day when I realized I was through it. Mm. Something clicked. And I'm like, nothing could stop me. Yeah, because that's even more so. Yeah. You were like that before, but now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like, that was like worst case scenario. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. It's all about, again, so you need to find a purpose. You, need, you have a, an obligation. If you're aware right now of more potential in your life, mm-hmm. you have an obligation to fulfill that because you're going to pull up people around you. That's what's going on on this planet. People need to be pulled up, not yeah. pulled down. Right. Tax the rich? You fucking kidding me? Who used your, who, all these people, all the 1%, who, uh, who designed your phone? Uh, the 1%. Uh, who designed your laptop? Uh, your yeah. 1%. Who do you watch on TV? The 1%. Yeah. Who donates the most money to charity? Uh, the one percent. Mm-hmm. Who builds hospitals? The one percent. Okay, so you want to you want to punish these people by taking eighty percent of their money? Yeah. Okay. No, I, That's I, a great idea. That's I a mean, great I'm, idea. I'm with you. I'm with you. you know, there, I, sure. I'm looking for ways to move my business to the U.S. right now. Mm, Swear to God, dude, money is flooding out of Canada mm. because we have a weak leader who knows nothing about management. He's got no business experience. He's a fucking drama teacher. He was. He was. <laughs> he was. He was a drum teacher, and he got uh, he got suspended for having strange relationships. 
And that Did he that, really? that news article was going to run in the Globe and Mail, and it got pulled right before the election. See, Canada's system is still rigged. Left, right, don't matter. Mm. Conservative Party, the guy just, uh, Andrew Scheer. If you couldn't beat Trudeau in our last election, you're an idiot. The guy did everything to lose. <laughs> he got f- pictures of him wearing blackface. He got found guilty of obstruction of justice. He got found guilty of being involved in a cover-up of bribing of foreign governments. Mm. He f- fired his uh, general, uh, whatever that is, attorney general or whatever it is, um, for basically investigating him. Like he's broken every rule possible. He said uh, he drinks water out of uh, uh, plastic uh, uh, paper paper water boxes to save the environment. Like he's a fucking tool bag, and you still couldn't beat him. Canada's system is still rigged. Yeah, you guys have a revolution going on right now. Mm. It's fucking great with Trump. You think? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it, dude. He just doesn't care. He doesn't. His and Twitter. the more the media attacks him, the more I'm like that guy's. That guy's killing it. Yeah. I was you know? actually talking and about I'm it. removed. I'm just like, ah. yeah, you know, I mean, it's you just know? like, well, I was talking to somebody yesterday. I like, understand your desire to stay neutral, John. It's okay. Don't give, don't give me that. No, 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 <laughs> no I'm not trying to bait you into yeah. saying anything. No, I mean, I'm definitely more on your side than. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, Bloomberg, if Bloomberg side. runs, I could see that because he's a business guy. So. But what are his intentions? I have to look. I haven't looked mm. yet. Right. But you need management experience, not legal experience. Yeah. You need management as evidence. By the way, your country's killing it, just so you know. Number one country to invest out of the G7 nations the last four years. Your country. The last, no, who's number seven? My Canada. country. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But it sounds like you're making a run at this Canadian presidency. That's all. That's all I'm Dude, it, <sighs> if it wasn't a constitutional monarchy, if it wasn't owned by England, Canada's not Canada. Canada's England, man. We still have the queen on our money. You know? Wait. Is it. it Look at this. Look at this friggin' money. That's 50. That's a 20. That's the queen, dude. That's not my queen. I don't why pledge is she, allegiance. Why is she on there? I don't pledge allegiance to her. She's, why is she on there? She's part of the problem. Oh, see, guys. the queen got me, bro. <laughs> the queen's a lizard. Oh, she good. got me, dog. Don't worry about it. She's uh, got those uh, Illuminati powers. Yeah, she heard you talking. She shit. heard me talking shit. I just don't want to make sure. Don't worry you, about don't it. Make sure yeah, your connection good. doesn't get wet. You're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we. It's been an hour. I know you had a strict time. Yeah, no, it's okay. We got we got eleven we got more minutes. Time? We got eleven more minutes. Oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah. So not not a run at this presidency then. I don't business first. Business first, dude. Way. I've never heard you talk. My like business. This, so. Year one, two point six million. Year two, four million. Year three, whatever. You know, I don't know. I actually know how it will finish. But between year year three, year four, eight million bucks, like somewhere around seven hundred thousand dollars a month. Mm. Okay, that allows that kind of money allows me now. I've done nothing with my social media. This this video will get a lot of views mm-hmm. a year from now. I like this because I'm gonna because what, what's gonna happen is I'm p- gonna pour all my. So you haven't poured any money, not into, a dollar, into social yet. None, zero. I only have seventeen hundred followers. They're all real, and they'll all buy shit off me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's interesting. I posted one post about these shirts, one post on a story, not even on my wall. Uh-huh. And I sold 35 shirts. Engagement. Not, not at 10 bucks too, at 35 bucks plus tax. Mm. You know? And I don't even have a, just from a picture. <laughs> just from a story too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's crazy. So, um, and I'm not, that's not bragging, but I'm just saying like, I haven't spent any money on anything yet, but I have an arsenal of content. I've mm. spent all year with a videographer. I have my whole life filmed. I got me picking up my new truck. I got me racing my car. I got me coaching my people. I got me flying around. So you're gearing up. I got me getting stem cells. I got video content 
I've got an arsenal of video content. I got an entire website coming out. I got three Forbes articles coming out. I got everything ready for war. I've been studying war lately too. I've been studying World War II a lot. Right? No, I haven't done that yet. I'm going to study the art of war, just not yet. But uh, uh, Eisenhower, mm. you know, Montgomery, uh, uh, Patton, Patton, right? Like, you know, it's funny. Patton said that he has recollection of past lives where he was military leaders in previous wars. Did you know that? The most that. feared leader in the last two centuries Patton. was Patton. For sure. So not an insane person. Okay, you have to be pretty grounded to fucking be the, become the most prolific general of all time. Mm said that he had memories of past lives and leading armies in the past. Look it up. Are, are you in touch with look, your past Look it lives up. Or yeah. Yeah. I touch base with it occasionally. I look. <laughs> what, what do those I look, look like? I don't really know, but I'll get data from them. What is that? What do you mean? Data. Things not to do, things to do. Mm. Intuition. You just got to look. But I mean, I'm crazy, right? <laughs> you know? You know? <laughs> that is crazy. But you said you're gearing up for war. We, I am gearing up. Down that rabbit hole if you I'm want. gearing up for I'm war. Happy to go there. I'm gearing up for war. I'm about to hit, and what I'm war doing? With who? War with what? Just mediocrity. The, mm. <laughs> I'm going. I'm gearing. I'm gearing up. I'm gearing up, and I and I had to clean myself up. That's why I got rid of my social media for the last month and a half. I was like deleted Instagram and I have no addictions right now. Zero. Mm. No food addictions. No drug addictions. No social media addictions. Zero addictions. None fucking cool i feel like that's like very none nice to be you can in. even ask my girl i literally have zero addictions nothing there's nothing that i'm compelled to do i do everything from intention and it took me a long time to get here yeah that's that's like yeah a really tough it's ego side my yeah. ego is like yeah i've got a persona which looks like ego mm-hmm. but ego is not real ego circuits in the mind that can be erased mm-hmm. okay uh, our, but ego really is compulsions. I'm compelled to do this thing. I'm I'm not even addicted to speeding anymore. Your dad was busting my balls again. He's like, hey, make sure you don't speed. I'm like, dude, I'm 30 years old, bro. I don't speed. Are you 30 now? 29. Mm. Right? When I was up I there, speed we in my yeah, but, but 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 did we do that out of choice or did I do that out of like were we just driving somewhere and all of a sudden some weird compulsion come over me where I had to drive like an oh, idiot? No, that was out of choice. Exactly. We, right. we we came home with the truck. Mm. We're like, let's go get the Hellcat and go mm. ripping. Yes. Grab the Hellcat and where did we go? Somewhere where there was no people. Yeah. Right. We picked some empty roads. Okay. We, so the intention. See, see, see the difference, it. right? Okay. I did that from For intention, sure. right? Whereas, like, if I borrow someone's car, I don't feel compelled to jump it like I did your dad's Mercedes five years ago <laughs> or seven years ago. Rip the oil pan. Rip the oil pan right out <laughs> of the bottom. I like went over this this dip and didn't even notice that I was going so fast. Yeah. And then, like, car landed. Oil pan rips out. Right, a, front of my, right in front of my ex-girlfriend's house. Yeah. That was a tough day. That was a tough day. I mean, yeah. I'm still living that down. Facts. Yeah, you, you know? still get shit for that. Yeah, I still get shit for that. It's okay. I deserve it. But yeah. um, but here's my point, right? Like, uh, I'm gearing up. Like, yeah, I'm, I don't... People would think, oh, Corey's... You would think I'm about vanity. You would think I'm about the appearance. But am I really? Because I'm spending no time on social yeah. building this whole facade. I'm just doing the thing in real life. So I've been building this building. Mm-hmm. I haven't advertised it yet. That seems that seems like the exact opposite of what most people are doing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Just, Grant's so good that he can advertise something before he builds it. Does he do that? Yeah, he sells stuff that doesn't exist. <laughs> that's crazy. And then he—that's he, how he did the first boot camp. He's like, "We're going to do a three-day boot camp. Everything on how to run your business." They sold it out five thousand dollars a ticket, and then he built it. The guy's a 
freak. Mm. I want, I'm going to get to that. Mm. I'm just not there yet. Yeah. I don't want to be the fire festival guy. Mm. Yeah, that right? was tough. I don't want to I have that fear. I'm like, I don't right. want to like sell this big story and then have nothing behind it right. when everybody comes to work for me because my advertising and everything is going to be recruitment. I'm looking for enrollment in my school, the Yes Academy. The yes I'm Academy. looking to enroll young people in, in the program that I use to build me mm. so that young people who got spit out by the schooling system, whether they're a high school grad, not a high school grad, a college grad mm. or not a college grad or a university grad or not a university grad, but they know, okay, great. There's stuff I don't know yet. I need to learn, right. can plug into my system, work for a year in residential sales, right? Direct to consumer, mm-hmm. right? Work in a year of on the phones, work in a year as management, work in business to business and get educated through a curriculum that I designed with my board and take them from being a $40,000 a year earner to a $250,000 a year earner over a five year period. And contribute to the economy at the same time. Phenomenal. And wake up their community and educate them on food and health and and having influence and not getting sucked into the flat earth nonsense and not getting that's just a trap, right? Yeah. Like not getting like you there's don't a, put your energy. There's down. a list of traps. Here's another trap. Uh, forex, forex. Do you guys do what for, forex? Bro, I do forex trading. Forex trading? Uh-uh. No. Bitcoin. Oh yeah. Okay. For sure. Do I do Bitcoin? Like, dude, I, I, or uh, I do internet marketing. I work from home, and I make $1,500 a day, and I get to be on this yeah. beach. Yeah, dude, yeah, trap. Yeah, see all that. Anything that's out exchange where you're getting something for nothing, we still have seven minutes. Okay? Everything that is out exchange uh-huh. where, you're, where you're trying to get something for nothing is a trap. Mm-hmm. Even downloading movies for free nonstop. I was doing that for a while. Yeah. Right? Like, downloading movies instead of paying for them. I'm like, wait a minute. A business put this movie together, right? Mm-hmm. Producers, employees, um, uh, crew members, cameramen, directors, actors, mm-hmm. put this movie together, yeah. okay? And I'm going to download it for free because I have the internet and I have the right to? What do you mean I have the right to? Yeah. I have it's a like right to steal your- to rent. <laughs> like, why would I spend the five? It took 60 million, 60 million to make this film. Mm-hmm. I get to experience it for four ninety nine on my pay-per-view. That's usually what they cost, like yeah. four ninety nine, five ninety nine yeah. for HD. Yeah. Come yeah. in, who gets the four ninety nine one anyway, right? So, and and look at that too. Oh, oh, uh, and people are justifying. My dad's one of them. I know a lot of people that do this. Like, oh, it's not really stealing. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who worked for me. His name was Ken, and he used to say, "Well, it, you know, it's not really stealing." <laughs> and he's from Saskatchewan. He had this weird Canadian accent. It sounds like South Park or something. Yeah. Well, you know, Corey, it's not really stealing. I mean, technically, you're not taking it from them like okay but point is it's out exchange mm-hmm. i'm getting something for nothing i don't want to do that i want to give more than i'm getting you don't even feel good if you do that no i'm, I'm saying wanna, a movie example yeah. maybe that's not the right i want to outflow more than i inflow mm. if i'm making half a million a year i want to do 10 million dollars worth of work yeah. why because then that has to come back to me so then when i'm doing 10 million dollars worth of work and I'm getting paid 10 million, I wanna figure out how to scale myself, make myself that much more efficient to do 100 million. Mm. And people are like, oh, like, yeah, we need to tax the wealthy. Like, why? I don't get that. Are you saying that the government can spend my money better than me? Because what I do with my income is I take it and I hire more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're creating jobs. I'm, I'm employing 65, jobs, yeah. 70 people right now. What's the Canada gonna do if I move my whole headquarters to the US? Is that, what, is that on the. Is that a plan for you? Is I'd love to. Trying to do? 100%. Yeah. 
I mean, if the taxes just keep going this way, why wouldn't I? I can also invest the real estate laws in the U.S. are way better because your leader knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's attracting business to the U.S. For all my fellow Americans, my fellow Americans, okay, us Canadians are coming to Kent, investing our money and bringing our businesses to your country, supporting your restaurants, supporting your real estate, supporting your marketplace because our country is trying to tax all the wealthy people. And guess who, guess who are the ones who can leave? The wealthy. I can figure <laughs> that out. Guess who are the people who can't leave? Yeah, the poor. The poor. Yeah. So guess who gets screwed when you tax the rich and you punish the rich? The poor. The poor. Yeah. We the rich just did. I'll yeah. just take my money and invest it in a different country. You think I can't figure that out? Yeah. I keep my, head, I keep my businesses running in Canada, but guess where the money flows? Into the U.S. And that's what happened to, that's what happened to the U.S. All the countries moved their headquarters yeah, like overseas. So all the money got siphoned out of your country, and that's how you guys got into the mess you were in. By the way, the U.S. was a disaster before Trump. So if you think he created this, you're a fucking lunatic. Yeah. So all the money got siphoned out of your country, and your middle class got bankrupt. All the money got sucked out of them. Yeah. Okay. Regardless of fiat currency. So what's Trump doing? Bringing all that money back, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys can say what you want. You just have to look at the actions. Yeah, I don't like a lot of things he says. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's hilarious of, if you can just have a person have a fucking laugh about his it. Twitter is absurd. No, his Instagram is absurd. It's all right. Oh my God. But my my point is like, yeah, like I want to have an influence. I want to climb, play the game, and if my government gets in my way, I will leave. Mm-hmm. I'm not committed to Canada. Like right. I want to help Canada. I'll pro- I, like I'll, I'm doing the Chamber of Commerce this year. I'm getting involved in my municipality. I'm meeting my member of provincial parliament. I'm meeting my member of provincial parliament. Sorry, meeting my member of parliament, MP mm-hmm. and MPP. One's provincial, like state, and then uh-huh. one's federal. Got it. I'm going to do all that. But if it just keeps going, it's yeah, like, hey, I'm sorry. I gotta, I'll got come back when I'm fucking, you know? Quick, I'm not a presidential run. Yeah, something like that. So anyway, uh, dude, climb the 1%, dude. I love I've it. I got these shirts coming out that say, join the 1%. And how, so how can these people reach you? So right now, just come, add me on Facebook. I've got an assistant who will go through my inbox. You you send us. So we got shirts. So here are the shirts. So this is one that says, tax the rich, said the wealthy. Said the lazy. So, sorry, said the lazy. Yes, yeah, said the wealthy. <laughs> hey, tax the rich, said the lazy. I got another one that says, uh, the easily offended or the mentally weak. That's my favorite okay. one. Okay. I applied. I got. And by the way, I got all this shit trademarked already. Uh, sorry, uh, copyrighted. Working on trademarks. But we got all the shirt designs copyrighted. It was so cheap. That's the one thing I like about Canada getting all that stuff done. So this one, this is another shirt. It says, okay, I can put a picture. In yeah, too. you can put a picture. It says yeah. the easily offended or the mentally weak. That one yesterday in Manhattan beach, I had a business guy walk up to me. He's like, you over there. I was on the phone. He's like, yo, come over here. Right. No I swear to God. He like stood up. He was sitting at one of those bars that faces the sidewalk, uh-huh. in like a restaurant. Yeah. And he like stands up and like walks out the door. He's like, yo, yo, come over here. And then he sits back down. He's like, where'd you get that shirt? That's so funny. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I make them like it's my company. He's like, I'd like to buy one. No and I'm like way. sick. And then the five minutes that. later, five minutes later, I'm at Starbucks and I'm standing outside the Starbucks, like sitting on a little concrete bench. Uh-huh. And there's two people inside like we are right now. Imagine we're looking out the window uh-huh. and this guy looks at me and he's just looking at me like. And then all of a sudden his wife goes. And they're both looking at me. Just dirty eyed. And I'm like, pol- this is polarizing this shirt. is exactly why That's what you went for, right? Is exactly why I'm doing it. It's yeah. a wake up call. Yeah. Even the people who um, are, you know, in this whole I'm offended culture, mm-hmm. 
they can't disagree with the easily offended are the mentally weak. I mean, it's okay. I got 10 more minutes. I can do 10 more. If you you got 10 more. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Um, Think about it. But yeah, if think about it, right? Like in sales, if you're a salesman and you're verbal judo guy, you're right. Every Uh customer's door you knock on every phone call you make is a match. Yeah. Everything that you say to the customer, the customer says you, if you're offended by everything they're saying, you're a weak salesperson, right? If you're emotional over every single little thing, you're weak mentally. You lack, you lack mental discipline. Mm-hmm. You're weak. So all these people who are easily offended, you don't start, again, you don't adjust the performers to bring, you don't bring the performers down to average. You bring average up to the performers. Right. That's how you run a company, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not going to build my company around a culture of not offending people. I'm not, we shouldn't build society around that. What we need to do is bring those people who are easily offended up to a point where they're confident with themselves. They're assured with themselves. They're so um, stable and happy with who they are that they don't need other people to adjust their behavior. Because if they're asking others to adjust their behavior, they're not being responsible. They're not taking, they're not being caused. They're being a victim. Mm -hmm. Victimhood is a virus. Another shirt. Another shirt. Yes, Academy. Right. Yes, apparel. Yes, apparel. Excuse my bad. Yes, acquisitions. We acquire yeses for companies, right? Eight million yeses last year, or eight million dollars worth of yeses, yeses last year, right? Yes, acquisitions. We yeah. we the acquisition of yes. Yeah. We have yes apparel, which is literally the apparel, the apparel for Yesa. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, yes academy, which is we teach young people how to get to yes. That's the schooling system that we put the mm-hmm. the kids through. Right. Right. Or not even kids. I mean, fuck him. I got a guy. His name's Elias. Total stud. I love the dude. Uh-huh. He's like fifty. Yeah. He ran multi million dollar businesses overseas. He works with us right now. He's like, dude, this is an amazing culture. I just made him a manager. Damn, he's fifty. He's fifty. Oh wow, dude, dude's, I love it. He's a stud. So it's not all young. It says young, but like young at heart, right? Yeah. Like if you got a willingness to learn, you're young at heart. I love that. It's yeah. something that you told me a long time ago. Yeah. With just the who do you listen to? Yeah. And you should listen to people who have been where you are. Yeah. And have what you want. That's right. And I think it's so cool that you're doing all this without like blowing it up the social media yet. Yeah. Because like you're that person now that people can like. I feel like a lot of people will look up to and be like, Yeah. Oh, he's like he's from. He doesn't come from money, like, and he has all this, and he's yeah. 29. Yeah, like, fuck yeah, I want to go through his academy. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking to see how if you know, I can like, outpace Grant. Is that I want to outpace Grant? Why not? Mm. He's a great rabbit. Yeah. At you know for the racetrack, you know, when all the dogs chase the rabbit. Yeah, the electronic rabbit is Grant for me. So that's your is that your biggest mentor? Would you say no, no? But Grant's a huge mentor of mine. Who is your biggest? Uh, that that'd be uh, that'd be a, that'd be a certain individual. He's dead though. He's okay. dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Grant's your biggest living mentor. Yeah. Grant's my biggest living mentor. Mm. Yeah, probably. Mm. Yeah. Mo- apply most of what he uh, does on a business perspective. I mean, I don't love everything he does, but I fucking, who am I to criticize? Yeah. He's got a great wife. I, I love his wife. His wife's awesome. By the way, that dude's legit. When I was super sick, he FaceTimed me three times. Yeah. His wife FaceTimed me. They sent me a huge gift package. Just they checked, in. they checked in on me to see how I was doing. Like I know that guy's legit. His wife, talk, Megan, talks to his uh, to Elena more than I talk to Grant, mm-hmm. right? Like they've been there. When I was good enough to fly down there, the first time I was still sick, mm-hmm. she fucking threw me the keys to her rolls. She says, "Take it for a spin," and then when I took her for a spin, she's like, "Floor it," and like, "Okay," you know. So like, good people, right? But I'm like, yeah. Does he do everything on social media the way I would do it? No, but do I have 
2.6 million followers? Legit followers, not bots? Not no. Do I have 10 million on Facebook? Mm. No. Who does? He, he does. Yeah. Do I have 1.8 or 2 million subscribers on YouTube? No. So like, who am I to criticize him? He does more for his church than I do for mine. Mm-hmm. Right? He, does, he donates more money for uh, anti-drug causes than I do. He speaks at more schools than I do. Mm-hmm. You know, he does more podcasts than I do. He has a better university than I have. He has more employees. His employees make more money than my employees do for the most part. So who am I to criticize someone doing more than I am? Damn. Right? Mm-hmm. So like I am humble in that way. I'm arrogant around average people. Sure. I don't want them to infect me. (laughs) (laughs) I meant that, but yeah, you know, it sounds bad, but it's true. You know, I'm, I am very humble. It's just interesting because you're very not critical in in the right way around the right people. I'm, I have humility around the right people. But when you actually look up to somebody, it's like, dude, I'm a learner. I'm a student, dude. I have a business partner. His name's Mike Pritchard. And I, we haven't seen eye to eye on a lot of things. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we, we almost went through like a hostile situation when our companies were like in a split. Yeah. And now we've decided, okay, great. He's like, okay, you know what? You guys buy this company from me. I will stay on as an advisor. I'll finance some stuff here and there. And we can even do another project together. That's what I'm hoping. And we had a situation this week that I didn't handle well. Like our reps got some complaints and we had to remove a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And I was too close to the trees. I had blind spots with my own personal liking for somebody and he came in and he's like Corey, i need to handle this right and i'm like and i'm like you know and i'm the guy for all the reps yeah he's like Corey, he's like i need to handle this he's like i will handle it we'll come out of this clean we'll have this done by the end of the weekend is today sunday today saturday. saturday okay this was on thursday then and like i've had a long two days yeah. okay and he's like yeah uh and I stepped aside and I watched how he handled it. He investigated every aspect. He got everyone's story. He was super objective. Mm-hmm. How he explained everything. Everything was succinct. I learned from him. You know? Got it. And the dude's like 33, multi, 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 multi millionaire. Mm. Like super successful. Right? Great wife or fiance. Well respected. Definitely. I learned from him. So, you know, I mean, he's not where I want to be. I want to be further than he is. Yeah. I want to beat him. Yeah. Like he's like 30, he's like five years older than me. He's like my older brother. Yeah. Like I want to be further ahead than he is at his age, mm-hmm. but I still learn from him right now. You know, not on everything, but I'll watch. If I can clearly see, like today I clearly saw this guy's got a whole base covered in business better than I do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, fucking, I'm, we're on the same team. Yeah. Fucking, you take that base, bro. Totally <laughs> fine. And he sees that I have a base covered better than him. Yeah. Right? It's like a mutual So I can, you can be, you, there, you know, I have a persona. Yeah, you, you, you can, um, you can be arrogant. It's totally fine. You'll piss off average people. You can, those people aren't really going to have your back anyway. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there is a time where humility is important and you won't learn without humility. You can't. I, I study every night. I do 30 hours a week of study right now. So that was a commitment that I made after I got sick when I came back because I, I was going to study as much as I worked. So right yeah. now, I, right now I've only been working 30 hours, 35 hours a week, and I've been studying 30, 35 hours a week. Mm. Yeah. Like studying what kind of? Like courses. Study, yeah, actually. business courses. Yeah. I mean, I study, I study LRH material. So mm. like uh, it's uh, Hubbard College of Administration. It's all written by L. Ron Hubbard's business training. And it's monstrous stuff. And it's like cheat codes. It's like literally here are the axioms and fundamentals of human behavior. Here are the axioms and fundamentals of business organization. Mm-hmm. Study the basics and axioms and you'll fig- you'll be able to see things for yourself. 
You won't have to read another, you won't have to read people's opinions about things. If you study these basics and fundamentals, you can then understand how things are going. Mm, but how does he come up with oh, yeah, it's just oh, fucking no. <laughs> but all I know is my success speaks for itself and I've been studying that stuff for the last six years. Yeah. 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 And I mean, so does Grants. And so does a lot of people you don't even know about. Yeah. There's a whole group of them. People have no clue how big the club is, but it's a big club. And it's just a society just the same as the Freemasons or, uh, you know, a lot of these Brotherhood. groups, brotherhoods and, and all this kinds of stuff where it's, it's literally a pay to play system of how to reach the top and how to reach more enlightenment and reach more understanding. Right. So that's, and that's my number one mentor, by the way, mm. is Hubbard. Right. So I study all that stuff, Got it. but I'm crazy. Right. So it's all good, <laughs> you know, crazy, but somehow playing this game better than most people. Do you get a lot of criticism people. for that? I don't share it. You don't share it. Yeah. Mm. I just don't need it. Right. Everyone, will you, will YouTube you? comp, the comments go crazy and it's oh, like, yeah, that's sure. why you're writing on my con. That's why you're commenting on my well, video. Yeah, you just yeah. watched me for an hour and a half. Everything made sense up until now. Yeah. People literally say that. Like I watched them on Grant's thing. Grant Cardone. Yeah. Someone just texted me the other day actually. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I, I was really a fan of him until I found that out. Well, you're yeah. okay. Cool. Well then you're kind of an idiot. Someone literally just texted me that. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm well aware. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Cause you don't actually, have you ever read a book? Just yeah. ask those people. Have you ever read a book? No, I've seen a documentary though. Okay, well, documentary educated fool. That's cool, <laughs> right? So again, you're what are you doing there? That's a conspiracy. Yeah, you're 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 sucked into another trap. You're not looking at something for yourself. You're looking through the lens of someone else. Mm-hmm. I'm not a coward. I don't let other people make up my mind for me. Okay. What are you afraid of? Oh, I'm not going in there. What? Why are you afraid? What are you afraid of? I'm afraid I'm going to get brainwashed. Oh, so you don't know who you are. You're afraid that someone else is going to influence your mindset and you're going to lose yourself because you don't really know yourself. Think about that. (laughs) I won't read that book because I don't want to get sucked into something. Oh, so you're afraid that you're not in control, right? I don't want to, I don't want to walk down that street because I'm afraid I might get mugged. Okay. So you're, you don't know how to fight and you don't have a gun and you don't have a vest. So you like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like no, this, this is, sure. it's cowardice. For sure. It's cowardice. I just love like, so do you think you will promote that at some point when you are just kind of promote myself, man? Yeah. If mm. you don't have to do that. I did. I had a lot of baggage. I had a drug addiction. Mm-hmm. I had, I had criminal tendencies. Mm. I had an antagonism towards the police. Gone. I respect the police. What my brother and I are doing right now is putting together putting together a program. Think about all oh fuck the police. Think about all these people with all these mentalities that are like fuck the police. This that. It's like, dude, how, have you even tried being at cause over the police? I said police on purpose like that. <laughs> have you even tried being at cause over the police? Have you gone to your local uh, station and done something nice for them? Yeah. Or are you just blaming them? Because you know they do the hardest job, right? They deal with the, the scum of society. They deal with the criminals. They deal with people dying. They deal with, like, your worst nightmare, mm-hmm. they deal day, with. Yeah. My worst nightmare, I got carried out of my condo on a stretcher because my electrolytes were so low because I was shitting blood for a week straight and I mm-hmm. hopped on an airplane and almost died. So those those paramedics came and picked me 120-pound Corey off of a bed. Yeah, That was my worst day. That's their everyday yeah, paramedics, but same thing with the police, right? So, that's their, that's their everyday. Your life on the line. So you, you, you have these mentalities. Look at the games. It's the trap. Are you playing games with the police and look at the music? The music promotes that game. It's all big construct, right? Let's fight the police. No, you're not being a cause over the police. You're like literally being told that they're the enemy. 
dude, my brother and I are putting together negotiation books for the police. Uh, there's a book called Never Split the Difference, and there's I a book from Grant. Book. There's another yeah, book from. Shit, there's never a book from Grant Cardone called Sell or Be Sold. Mm-hmm. We're putting together a whole gift package, book package, and bringing it to the police officers in our community. Then we're probably going to do a volunteering event for them. Do you think when I get pulled over, the next time I'm doing something stupid in my car, and the cops like, oh, Corey. Do you think that he's going to try and inflict some authoritarian law on me, like like suspend my like uh, like impound my car, which is technically illegal? You can't impound someone's car until they've been found guilty, but people don't know that. Okay. Damn. Do you think he's going to do that? No. He's like Corey. Like, what are you doing? A dumb. Here's a ticket, you dumbass. Yeah. Don't don't mess around. But I have a relationship with the dude. Mm. Oh, that's because you're white. No, it isn't because I'm white. <laughs> yeah, being white makes the first minute easier. Okay? That's not your I main totally, intention. I totally to acknowledge. That, right? No, I'm not doing that, but yeah. I, you see how I'm at cause? Mm-hmm. I'm not being at effect of the police and the laws and everything else. Right. I'm influencing the community to, to spread my influence. But do you think and, the music does that? Like, I don't think they do that on purpose. It's just their oh, experience. Have like, you listened to any Kesha song? We're going to die young. Have you listened to any no, of this? The Katy like, Perry the police, music? Like, you know, like NWA, they were. Yeah, no, no, no. But that's. For no fucking but reason, why so do you just like go out and like. I don't know. You're so you good. You got a good point. Put them up to that though, like I just feel like that's their experience, and then like I don't know, people, it just catches. You know, Sometimes well that's their experience, catch. right? If you listen to the Ice Cube song, the Hood Mentality, mm-hmm. how can we get out of this reality if we don't change the Hood Mentality? Yeah, it's true. True point. No, what agree. are they doing? They're being right. Mm-hmm. So then they write music about being right. See how you can get trapped in other people's realities? Yeah, exactly. And right. Like so that's awesome. what people are saying. Like, oh, so they they're now trapped in a reality about what I study and what I practice. Mm-hmm. Right, they're trapped in someone else's reality rather than just looking for themselves because they're afraid. Yeah. I'm not afraid, dude. If I go in and it's, you are not if, afraid, if it goes, if it goes, I told, I made this joke with my friends. I'm like, I went in there, I went into the church, and I'm like, yo, if it's weird, I'll tell you. When it gets weird, because I seen all the documentaries, I read all that shit. Yeah. Okay, and still went in. I'm like, all right, okay, got it. Yeah, aliens, sure. Okay, there's gonna be a bunch of weird shit. They're gonna try and brainwash me. Got it, hundred percent. Went in. I'm like, I don't want to take this course. They're like, okay, done. Did the course. Income went up. I'm like. Okay, I'm going to do another course. Okay, boom. Okay, I'm going to do this uh, uh, life improvement program where you ask me questions about my baggage. Oh, they're going to blackmail you with that stuff, with all your baggage. Okay. Then I left. Okay, and then they said, oh, they will never let you leave. And I was making good money. It was like 160 grand a year, yeah. year earner. I was like 24. I'm like, I, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to break for this for a year. No one stopped me. No one blackmailed me. I left. Came back a year later. I'm like, all right, what else you got? Did another course. Oh, I, have a, I still have urges to do drugs. I quit drugs, been off drugs for four years. I still get urges. Oh, we got the sauna program. Do the sweat program. You sweat out all the residues of the drugs. Okay, I did it. Oh, wow. My cravings went away. Okay, what next? That's how I went about it. And I told my friends. My friends are like, yo, what's going on with you, dude? You're making more money. You're like way more calm. You're way more positive. You're like killing it. Like how can we not, how can we, you, your public speaking is getting so much better. You you know, you, you're yeah. articulate, you're eloquent, you, you're, you're getting, you're climbing the ladder. Like, you're not the same guy we knew. I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. how about I'll run ahead, and if it gets weird, I'll, I'll be like, you. yo, turn back. Yeah. It gets weird, <laughs> right? So that's what we did. Yeah. And I ran down the dark tunnel. I'm like, if there's any boogeymen, I'll like I'll come running out of the yeah. tunnel. And I keep running down this tunnel, and nothing's weird. Yeah. And I haven't I re- found any of it, and I'm pretty high up. I've done a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I, like, I respect you so much for doing yeah. that, and yeah. I've just seen what it's done for you. Yeah. I knew, you know, yeah. 20, And I still have my own beliefs. Year old, like, it's not, and, oh, yeah, you knew that you guy. You know, like, I knew that guy, and I've seen how far you've come from that, and it's like, how can, you know, how can I talk any, sh- like, how can I say yeah. anything, you know? Yeah. So I totally respect you for that. And yeah. Like, clearly, it's 
yeah, dude. Doing a lot for you. Just my advice to everybody, if they're people listening, and I'm sure this is going to get a lot of viewership again in the next couple of years. Yeah. Uh, once once we pour money into social, is uh, make up your own mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw this documentary. Oh, it's this says, okay, that's fine. He doesn't even know he's brainwashed. Are you sure? Or are you brainwashed? Because I'm pretty sure your cult, the middle class cult, says we're not supposed to read those books. <laughs> Think about it. The middle class is a cult. I'm on an airplane one time. I'm reading this business book by L. Ron Hubbard. And it's a business book on how to manage your statistics. It's a fucking business book. Fucking Mm -hmm. amazing. All my guys use it. And by the way, all my guys, like most of them are in the six-figure club and they're under the age of 25. Mm -hmm. Okay? Most of them, I mean a lot of them make a couple hundred grand a year. So we use this book on how to manage your stats, how to manage your behaviors. And this guy's like, oh, haven't you seen that documentary? I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. Oh, like you know, and he, he couldn't have it, right? He couldn't, he couldn't have that. And yeah. I'm still reading it, and I'm like, he's like, oh, there's a lot of controversy. I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. I'm like, there's a lot of controversy around natural health too. I do that, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, and it's like, imagine that you're in a cult. You see someone reading this book, and you're like, we're not supposed to read those books, <laughs> and I'm in the cult. You're afraid to read a book because your cult told you not to read it. <laughs> Who's in the cult, bro? Your your cult says there are no answers. Your cult says depression is incurable. By the way, you knew I suffered from cyclical depression from age 21 after I got over the drugs until age 26. Yeah. Right? Had a Cadillac, blah, 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 depressed. Yeah. Okay? Cured my depression. Your 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 cult says cancer and, and uh, disease is completely incurable. Your yeah. cult says <laughs> that you're limited to your income. Your cult says that you can't change your reality. Your cult, so what my cult says, cult, (laughs) is that I'm in power of my life. I make up my own decision. What's true for me is true for me. And um, I'm in in control and I can make up my own mind. Who's in the cult? That's deep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. It's just the way you look at it. And it's not an identity for me. You know that. I don't, no, I don't no, like be like, ah, oh, this is, this all. is my religion. I'm like, no, it's what I study. Not I study all. everything though. You yeah. know, I study a lot of shit. I know. Right. No, I know. And it's, yeah, yeah it's just, I don't know. It's, it's crazy to have that like fresh perspective. Like, cause you see yeah. it the exact opposite. Yeah. How most people see it. Yeah. And that's why I'm winning. Which is why you're, you know, where you're at. Yeah. So does Kobe dude. When Kobe got to, uh, when Kobe got to the NBA, all the other basketball players stopped working as hard as they did. Right, it was that Lewis Howes interview. Yeah. He's like, man, all these basketball. He's like, so how did you separate yourself? He's like, well, pretty much I was in line with everybody else when I started at the NBA. Like I was better, but everybody else kind of stopped working as hard mm-hmm. the moment they had the paycheck handled, the moment they had their parents' pensions plans or their parents' retirements handled. Yeah, the moment they had the contract, their behavior changed. He's like, well, I'm just not going to change my behavior. I'm a coke continue to obsess and practice just as hard mm-hmm. so his mentality is different than all the other basketball players see there's levels to the game yeah no it's right and i feel like this is a little tangent but me and, growing up watching him is like really kind of shaped like like why i have a strong work ethic you know like because just to see see him do what he does every night and then yeah like they had a championship parade and he worked out the morning of the parade and i'm like that's crazy yeah like, no literally not one day off like you know, we'll talk more fun. about it. I got to roll. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming. Dude, that was fire. Yeah, man. Second time, round two. Dude, we'll talk. Next time, we'll talk about the traps up that I noticed in the period. We could do like, all the way to so the we could do a clean four or five hours yeah. with this, you yeah. know? Corey right, Leif, 
See you guys. Buy a shirt. Corey Elieth at Instagram. Yes, apparel. Website's not even up yet. Pre-orders. Inbox me. Your height, your weight, your email address, your phone number. My assistant will reach out and we'll get you on the pre-order list. And all of our shirts are made in Canada. Canadian fabric, Canadian printing, Canadian design. We do not support China. Okay, we don't support communist regimes that suppress their people. Okay, and then pollute the environment and pollute the oceans. We're about local business, so support Canada because our economy sucks. See you you gotta love this guy. See you guys. Have a good one, y'all. Thank you all. Good night. Be good to each other. Have a nice ride home. We'll see you at the coffee shop tomorrow.